tunnel within the traditional territory of the Mississauga people. Are we born? We dropped them. There's no problem to take. I appeal to you as a fellow American, but I'm Canadian. You don't look it. It's a common mistake. Unbelievable respect and much respect to these fans, to this country. This is unbelievable. Best there is. Whatever you're feeling, take it to the altar, because I'm not the one that's responsible for your feelings. You know, God works in mysterious ways, but it just, I, my spirit feels like it, it goes with Canada. Oh shit, that's me, sorry. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Not That Sorry. You find yourself here to be as fun, as fine, as black, and as Canadian as we are, with zero apologies for it. So you're not that sorry about it. So I'm Jan, the one who does not know how to feel about Hollywood movies with like big movie stars about Biggie and Tupac's murders. Uh, with me is the kid who was in third grade when they passed. Okay. And was sheltered from their music. Okay. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> text. Antonia is here. <laughs> and with me as well in the place to be where John probably remembers where he was when he heard the news. Where are you? Do you remember? Do you remember where you were when, when you found out about Tupac and Biggie? Um. Oh, jeez. No. Yes, you do. Shut up. You're older than me, and that's the point I'm making. <laughs> not off. Not off. John, who's older than me, is here too. That's the point I'm yeah, making. I'm Joke landed. So let's get into it because you know, damn. So the weekend boycotts the Grammys officially, officially, like he's never going to submit again, he says. Ever. Good on him. Uh, yeah, sure. It's a gramophone. Let's move on. I, I mean, do you? This grandstanding is interesting to me, but do you? Done with it. <laughs> you could have just done it and not made us think about it, but do you? <laughs> I'm sure somebody asked him. Like, uh, sure. I mean, the same way that people about these. The same way that people asked Beyonce why she wasn't performing at the Grammys. Like, yeah. does that even need to be anyway? Whatever. But also, <laughs> we can be happy that people like Meg The Stallion are happy to be performing. Like everybody, yeah, who's honestly, happy about it. Be happy about the it. The weekend not performing left room for other people to perform. Yeah, and, and albeit it's Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, and John Mayer, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I can't remember the last time I watched a Grammys. And the last one I watched willingly was when Beyonce opened. Yeah, bless these internets. I'm only taking the, the highlights that I need. <laughs> yeah. And just watching those performances with no no context needed. I don't need anything else. I watched Pink's performance at, as at one, one of the does. games from forever with Glitter in the Air. I watched Beyonce's, um, you know, her and Kendrick Lamar and some other ones. And that's it. I like just go on YouTube and ah, nostalgia. Yeah. Come out of it. You know, a better person. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah? You got some memorable Grammys performances, John? What do you got? Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe parents don't understand all that one. Maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was 89. No. <laughs> That Maybe wasn't 89. No, it wasn't. That wasn't 89. <laughs> they were one of the first hip-hop Grammys. So <laughs> if there were years where they were the only I ones winning them. so <laughs> I want to say oh. Fresh Prince maybe was one. Yeah, potentially. Okay, okay, okay. Also, like, just, just the concept of that song and how <laughs> young dance. rappers will never rap like this. Never again. <laughs> they, will, they will continue the to insert themselves into adult problems and not <laughs> just, my parents don't understand me. 
the, like, right. the nursery rhyme ish type of yeah. rapping. Like no, uh, chicken noodle soup was all we got. Oh, like man. chicken noodle soup yeah. with a soda on the side. Like that's that's all we got. <laughs> Singing about lip gloss and whipping uh, my hair back and forth. Like that's uh, that's the end of that. Man, it's I'm, over. Oh uh, man, children <laughs> children are done. All those people are grown up and doing weird stuff. But now like <laughs> kids are just born grown ups. And we just have kids bop now, which tries to do the whole it, which kids tries to do too much. Bop, and that was funny to me. Tries to do too much. <laughs> Before for Women's History Month, you know March, <laughs> Canada's first all-female NBA broadcast will happen March twenty-fourth, starring <gasps> Megan McPeak, Kia Nurse, Kayla Gray, Kate Burness, and Amy Audibert, and uh, yeah, that's everybody. Cool. And it will be a Raptors Nuggets game. It will be a Raptors game, but. Look at Canada. Look at Canada. Look at Canada. Well, also, I just can never take the Nuggets name seriously. I literally can't. Well, I feel I feel gold snackish. And Denver historians and no, help me. I feel snackish immediately. Like, oh, Denver Jesus. Nuggets. Millennials. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's bad. I know it's not what it means, but I always get nope. hungry whenever I hear it. <laughs> um, in that vein, I'm going to give a shout out to my friend and homie, Savannah Hamilton, who's been working as a... Working for the the Raptors nine oh five doing sideline commentary as well. So. Look at you. Good on you, girl. Uh, what else? Uh, so gonna voice my opinion here. Chris Cuomo is a twat for saying that he's uh, <laughs> black on the inside, jokingly when <gasps> handing over his show to Don Lemon's. <gasps> Don Lemon, sorry, because uh, they were discussing the the theme to Good Times. Are people calling for his like? Um, we're just like, listen, his, your brother uh, sucks. But I've never <laughs> vibed trash. with that. The I'm black. You know trash. what? Stop. No, you're not. You're not. You're white on the inside. There are easier ways to relate to me. You could just like the song. We're all pink on the inside. <laughs> Don't try this nonsense. And the last little gem in this toit five. Papa John has spent what he says is 20 months. 20 months. Getting the N word out of his vocabulary. 20 months. Oh, my God. This isn't it's uh, like a sobriety test. Like what this is isn't this? a bench press rep. Like I don't need to know your timeline of working on this one thing. This like, sounds like a sobriety thing. Do you get a chip at the end of this? Like what is this? I've been twenty months sober of saying the n word. Supposed to get he thinks he he'll get his job back. Oh, uh, that's funny. Next, yeah. <laughs> Call us when you're twenty years sober of saying the n word. <laughs> Thank you. Twenty months. Pleh. Child's play. And not even that he hasn't said it in 20 months. He's been trying for 20 months to eliminate it from his vocabulary. Do you also not think it? <laughs> Does that count? But I mean, to turn the lens inward when, you know, in the, the 90s, it, the R word was was common on TV. It was, you know, the the curse word for school age children at, you know, the trash talkers at recess. Yes. How, how long did it take y'all to stop? Weird. And where are you counting? Like, everything about that is so backwards and weird, so but also Papa John. So there's that. Um, no. <laughs> 20 there's years, a real Papa name. John. I'm sure he has one. I don't care to learn it. Don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Because if it took you 20 whole months to get the N-word out of your vocabulary. <laughs> well, you can see the little shimmy she's doing this. <laughs> Like 20 years, my dude. Get back to us in 20 years. Yeah. When then, when you, when you even stopped counting, what? Like. But, like, how often was he saying it? He was just dropping it unnecessarily to uh, just... He must have been dropping it enough for people to be like, stop that. It was his <laughs> F word. Like, the way people, the way myself included, just kind of yeah. uses it as punctuation. That's just what but he's doing that, with the that, chose that as a punctuation? <sighs> it's it's cumbersome. So. 20 years, my dude. 20 years. Do better. Years. 
20 years my n-word <laughs> just kidding don't say that don't papa say that. john nope. <laughs> we don't want you to uh to relapse i mean but also do it and tell yeah. us about it <laughs> don't either way that's all i got so let's take a short break you'll get a prize for that Next stop, what you say? All right, so what you saying? I'm sorry. This is just seems to be my energy right now. I'm just like over it already. I don't know. Sorry, I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> tired of it all. But yes, what you saying? Meghan Markle had a chat with Oprah with her husband, former royal Diana's son. Um, Favorite redhead. You know, the second son of the monarch. The, you know, them Brit folks that we, <laughs> you know, they spent a whole week of your life. You got to watch their wedding and who got invited and who didn't. And now we hate her and hate that she's black and hate that she heard that she knows it. <laughs> her one quarter black son exists. Yeah. And how dare they want to be happy and live their lives? I guess. Here's the thing. I mean, that's the didn't, gist. The Daily didn't Mail. Didn't watch the interview. The Daily <laughs> Mail would uh, not disagree with you on those points. <laughs> I, they would throw in more colorful words and, you know. I was my attention was sharply directed to the immediate aftermath, which is what, you know, the talking head commentators had to say after the fact, and a couple of hilarious YouTubers who, who posed as a news outlet and interviewed reputable talking head royal experts before Megan's interview was released, to under the guise that they're going to air it later. So they had their chirpy comments already, what? having not heard anything. What? Yeah. That's weird. The news is all a sham. We pray tape a lot of things, but not that much. <laughs> you still have to that hear a... the source thing that you're commenting on. A sham. But what we, what I want to direct you guys to is a couple things. Um, Sharon Osbourne. Trash. And Piers Morgan. Double trash. Yeah. And how they managed to weaponize whiteness to, like, peers especially, like, my God. I mean, he's out of a job now, but he sabotaged himself. He's, he made a career of, of trashing Meghan Markle for, I don't know, not going on a second date with him and marrying a royal who was better looking than him. I don't <laughs> I honestly he, don't. I didn't know they had that one date anyway. Yeah, so that so that happened with So four I just thought it was racist undertones anyway. And it's racist undertones but also mixed with, you know, a man scorned even though Megan was clearly um on a business dinner and he was on a date. Well, so ain't nobody told you to catch feelings, peers. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the Megan and Harry on Oprah uh, special, especially loved Oprah's um quips and witticisms and that woman could what? always interview what what <laughs> really loved that um was not surprised by the things that megan harry talked about just disappointed and like ready to roll in case you know we got to make heads roll hey so if, megan megan that like, isn't a very british monarchy <laughs> thing to do exactly chop chop um megan feels sometimes like that i mean when she when she and Harry got together and, you know, black people around, the, most people, a lot of people black, black around the world, just like, we have a black princess, so excited, oh my gosh, she was so cool. We, like, took her under our wing. Yeah, I mean, not princess of anything. Not but, princess, you know, cool. duchess, yeah. But we were also <laughs> just like, it's, she's a princess now, and then we just, we gave her that title. <laughs> yeah. um, so we kind of, like, all took her under our, under our wing a bit, and we are just like, okay, we gotta protect her at all costs. Um, knowing the um, royal storm that she was going to be in, 
um, learning the things that she did not know and that yeah. her royal friends did not cue her up on Eugenie. <laughs> I mean. Um, and even Harry himself. I'm just like, how do you not teach her about these things? Anyway. But also, how is he to know? It's like, what stood out to me is like, hmm. I'm saying like little things, like no, curtsy when I mean, the queen gets there, like that yeah, kind of like, stuff. But I mean, bigger picture stuff, you're not going to, we're acting like we don't personally know. And maybe a lot of you don't. You don't know someone who's in an interracial marriage with shitty in-laws or, I mean, race doesn't even have to play into it. Like you could just be, have married into a shit family. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and by shit family, I mean like who treats you badly, who says crazy things, who, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that you don't get along with at a much more surface level. Like you've, Never heard of anyone who just doesn't get along with the fa- the family they married into. Like this is just they really, the most they wild really, thing. They really brought her in and were just like, "Yeah, you're cool." And then they were like, "Well, now that you're married, we don't have your back anymore." Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> are like, "Oh, well, if she didn't marry the prince, I'm like, okay, um, yeah, please." Like, <laughs> so she was just supposed to automatically think that her life was going to be terrible because she married into a monarchy. Like, she had to automatically know that it was going to be bad. Like, she didn't know. Yeah, because I mean, of the deadbeats that the the women I've known have dated like oh so this this dude with an expired bus pass who's constantly hitting you up for money you keep going back to him but like she's got the problem sorry the what expired, is she thinking the expired bus pass really just <laughs> <laughs> like that's bum territory <laughs> like, but they but she married a prince and that late, was the bad so thing yeah they really do what is it anyway like they those are the dudes that have women fighting over them literally yeah if what are we, they bringing those to the who table? are watching daytime tv like what are you what are they bringing to those the guys? Have no problem. Then you're telling me that okay, Mary bye. Prince Harry was the wrong decision. Anyways, sure. I listen. All the stuff that's going on. I'm. I admire Harry for standing by his woman. I yeah. admire him for recognizing the nastiness that she was getting thrown at her and recognizing that it was very familiar. His mother, the former Princess Diana, hi, um, and was like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to do is uh, watch history repeat itself. So we're going to go. Um, mm-hmm. You guys deal with your business. We're still going to be part of things, but we're just going to take a little bit of a breather because my wife literally wants to take her own life while she's pregnant with our first child. We're going to leave. Yeah. And everyone went, you've blindsided the queen. How dare you? This 97,000-year-old lady (laughs) is going to have a heart attack for the 50th time. How could you possibly do this to your grandmother? And he's like, she's aware of anything. And Harry was like, she been new. We've been talking about this for two years. Blindsided where? Thank you. Where? Yes. Nowhere. But apparently she was saddened to hear of the things. Miss Queenie was sad. Sorry, my British accent is probably really offensive. But... No, John's British accent is really offensive. John, you got a British <laughs> accent? Let's see it. How dare you. <laughs> Don't you mean, how dare you? <laughs> how, da- how very dare you. <laughs> very peaky blinderish. <laughs> is it? Aren't they Irish? <laughs> well. <laughs> British adjacent. They're British adjacent. They're British adjacent. <laughs> Listen, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know any better either. It's fine. <laughs> that was a genuine question. I honestly don't know. Oh, man. No, this whole thing, it's just, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to hear the stress that Megan was under and the lack, like the zero help that she was receiving from the firm. Yeah. Which, again, Which, the firm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised we don't have a more menacing title. They wrote the manual listen the firm is colonialism scary. the firm is scary slavery. enough for like me. Th- we didn't they didn't build the commonwealth they didn't build these colonies 
with handshakes. They, did they just and did hugs. Like people act as if they were like over here sitting down negotiating down ground yeah. level people being like, what would you like? Here's what we can offer. They're like, what do you have? That's great. We're taking it. What do you want? Don't care. You're enslaved now. Bye. Exactly. Also, you owe us money. <laughs> like, yeah, they, like these Commonwealth countries are That's not, why I'm not they're calling up, by any of They're this. calling up France and, and the Netherlands talking about, hey, you want to get you want to get put on some game. Here's how you do it. Thank no, you. but that's why that's why like this to me is not one of those things that like I'm not I'm like this is just a little kind of tip yeah. up like little thing like of course if I mean you meddle with the their image which is what it is right like this is hats hmm? <laughs> images hats pardon me their images hats no fascinators 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 very different tiny hats sorry <laughs> the what? image. Continue, continue. Jan Jan got distracted. Continue. (laughs) Now I'm lost. Image. You were talking about their image. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's with the image. But no, but I mean, the royal, you know, the royal image. Yeah. I mean, wars have been fought over their image. You know what I mean? Like, this is not something that you're going to mess with. So they've made it this far, and you think you're going to, I mean, she's not the first. No. The OG. But they literally Daenerys Targaryen. But in this modern day, this is, you know, this is what it is, and that's the reaction that you got is kind of what we should have expected. We should expect, yeah. Harry talked about there being, uh, like, banquets and stuff where they would literally be, like, courting the press because the press uphold their image. Yeah. So they buy the press so that they can say and do whatever they want to make sure that they project a certain image. Yeah. Um, so the one of the first things that Oprah and Megan talked about was, you know, the whole scandal of, like, making Kate cry. And Megan was like, actually, the opposite happened. Um, Kate made me cry. It was my wedding. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on that Kate was being unreasonable about. And eventually she apologized. Everybody knew. The press knew as well. And they flipped it because she was the villain. Kate was the princess. Kate could do nothing wrong. Anything Kate did, Megan would do worse in the in the public yeah. eye. She, you know, she was the target. And so who wants to stick around for that? <laughs> like And I mean, forgive me for not knowing any better. Aren't they largely ceremonial? Yes. Like there's a prime minister, there's, you know, houses of parliament. Yep. There's a point in time, I believe. So you yeah. know. Yeah. So what? <laughs> <laughs> mm. What? Yeah. Aside to give out the, what is it, the the Order of the Queen or like the, you know, the high ranking. Titles mean um, something. Knighthoods and yeah. things like that. <laughs> yes. We don't need them, right? We don't, but they, <laughs> they don't. They, they don't serve a function. Not at all, but they need them so they can lord it over other people. Just to keep these tabloids in business. Just to keep these tabloids in business. Because, but the thing is though too, like even there are some people who live in England who do not care about the monarchy. Yeah. They very much would like to do away with the monarchy, but there are enough people outside even within England and, and other Commonwealth countries and even in the States, which is no longer a Commonwealth country, who adore, are ravenous, like begging at the feet of the monarchy to, you know, for to people who are never going to know who you are, but you were just like, yeah. we'll do anything, they can never do any wrong, nonsense. The original reality Show. Essentially, like, yeah, like, yeah. This is our this is our OG, uh, the hills and <laughs> I hate all it. that nonsense. So we have this is our Jersey Shore guys, <laughs> monarchy. Yeah, but I mean, what what was um, more interesting to me was seeing, you know, the average people like me react to 
the fallout of oh well Pierce shouldn't have lost his job and like you know Sharon had a had a right to get defensive like I don't watch the talk and even Antonio and I when we were talking a bit about it off uh, off mic I tried I tried to give Sharon that that benefit of the doubt I'm like well you know if she honestly doesn't know she's a progress she's trying to be a progressive old white woman like maybe she's trying to unlearn her colonial ways and then you reminded nope. me of other times been that, trash always been and trash. then Holly Robinson Pete also reminded us of that time she's like yeah well. She said I was too ghetto for the show, and then I was removed. Yep. So yep. And that was how many years about ago? her. Sharon's been trash. Yeah. She hasn't learned from anything. She took this moment to double down on her trashy, trash, trash, trash behavior. Didn't apologize to Cheryl Underwood or Elaine Welteroth at all in her iOS press release on Twitter. Um, said what she needed to oh, say to the, try and what did that press release? Say? She basically was just like, "I've always been so close with the black community and the blah blah blah, Spot on and impression. I just don't um, I don't understand why people. I never meant to to um to defend somebody who had holds a bullying and harassment Ooh. and blah blah blah. And I would never. And that I was, was like, my accent offensive. Um, you didn't do you one. Didn't do one. <laughs> so we can't compare so, to you. Did you do one? <laughs> I was saying mine was offensive because <laughs> it probably is. I think I sound like a Spice Girl, but but like someone trying to imitate a Spice Girl. Girl. Like no one, no one will hire me to play a, a British historical figure. To I'm not about to Daniel Kaluuya the other way. You not know. even I'm not like about drunk to do history. That. You should you could do a drunk history of I it. Could. That'd be fun. I could. But yes, essentially her press release was just uh, like I don't know five paragraphs of nothing, as they always are. Um, everyone everyone in the comments was like, so have you apologized to Cheryl Underwood or uh, Lynn Weltroth yet? Silence, crickets, nothing. Because yeah. she's not going to. Of course she not. She said to those women's faces, you don't have a right to cry. I can only cry. Yeah. Because Which? I'm the one who's dealing with emotions right now. You have to explain to me what racism is because I am confused as to why my good friend Pierce Morgan would be racist. Like, like why I'm why I'm considered racist for defending it. See, my accent's amazing. It's great. <laughs> Wonderful. It's perfect. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's... Those who, like I mentioned, think that, you know, colonialism was done with handshakes and not with wars and murders and, and genocide and genocide. Um, and those who believe that, you know, the biracial babies of the slavery era and, you know, during colonialization were brought about by star-crossed lovers Oof. think that they're also the ones that can think that it's okay to just not know things and get upset because you've defended someone who has chosen. Yeah. Whether whether their entire pie chart is consistently racist, they were racist in this moment. And you can be friends with a person without defending that action. And what you did was defend that action and and preface it with free speech. Yeah. Ooh, every time. Which, one, not what that means. Every and two, time. you could have just said, you know what? My friend said something messed up. Yep. I know his heart. I know he, you know, you could try that. That's more believable. But, but what also, you can't do. Ooh, but also, I wish people would stop with the I know his heart nonsense. Just admit that yeah. your friend is something stupid and leave it at that. Yeah. Because when you jump into the I know their heart, you're now then jumping into their body and going, and now you're explaining away what they did. Every yeah. time someone goes, I know their intent, you don't know their intentions. Exactly. You don't know their heart. You don't know what they were feeling in those moments or whatever. All you know is that they said something terrible and that it sucks that you are someone who's publicly their friend. Agreed. That's, that's I really think what 2019 and 2020 especially was a big reckoning of people of color learning that their friends didn't you know, harbored some racist 
thoughts that only came to the surface then. Yeah. And we're talking years into a friendship or years into an acquaintanceship or, you know, coworkers, what have you. And you're like, whoa, it's been you this whole time, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this water started boiling now. <laughs> here, here we are. <laughs> this, this, the kettle's ready. Gotcha. This is, this is what you've been this whole time. And like I said, I, I, the only way I can find peace within myself is to think of it as a bit of a pie chart. Like, yeah, you can. And I mean, the, the microaggression part of it isn't, isn't part of a whole person, but it's still like, it's, it's more like veins. Like it's a, yeah, it connects, but it's still not a large percentage of them as a person. If that, if I'm still making sense, but like you, you gotta, cut that part out like you or you got to do what you can to cut around like you can't you can still save the the pie and take out the part that's bad the part that's burnt sometimes you gotta throw out the whole but pie. Somebody, sometimes you gotta throw out the whole like pie that's, that's how i feel about mold once mold touches one thing the whole thing's gotta go then mold becomes penicillin see like there's there's a yeah, redemption and then, arc and then some people are allergic <laughs> to penicillin so throw true. the whole thing out <laughs> true but i mean just if do one better of us like don't safe, none of us are safe <laughs> And I've, I've gotten into discussions about the, the psychology of all this, and a lot of people keep circling back to um, the, this idea of bystander. Like, they, they know when their heart is wrong, but they don't know how to, how to stand up and say something in the moment. They're not sure what to do. And, you know, a lot of – I used to think that as just being complicit. Like, if you don't know what to do in the moment, you just don't feel like you want to do something in the moment, where not everybody has that bravery. It's hard to stand up to your, your mom, your grandmother, like, people who – who shaped you and raised you all for the, the sake of, you know, this person you're, you're planning to marry or did marry or have kids with. Like that's, that's a big gamble and that has to be very difficult to do. However, (laughs) (laughs) if somehow in these flawed people, you are raised to come to these beliefs where you can, where you are tolerant, where you are, you are accepting, you are anti-racist, you can stand in that and still be a whole person and be like, yeah, that is a shortcoming of your mom, your grandmother, your your racist uncle. That doesn't define who you are, and you can keep them at a distance. You can set that boundary and be. And they can either deal with it or they can kick rocks. And oftentimes, just let them kick them rocks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah, just blows my mind. The, uh, the way we'll skate around this. Oh, well, she hadn't married kidding me right now <laughs> uh, was it like well she shouldn't have married a royal then i was like okay cool then half of y'all shouldn't have married the people that you married Hello. Then. um i'm confused <laughs> you know t- tell it to the quarantine divorces <laughs> what are we what are we they talking really, about right now they thought that they were in something forever like you, and it turns you, out you said for better for worse yeah and it turns the, out the worst was this not will count as enough. the worst and the worst you, was not you good can't, enough you for, for you to stick around so <laughs> sorry and race will have very little to do with that <laughs> yeah sometimes it's just being in the same place as somebody for too hey. long is just in that too much. It <laughs> turns out I hate you. It's fine. Yeah. It turns out I never People liked you. We're also <laughs> recognizing about their children. So here we are. Right? Turns out that their child, their parents were right about how awful they are. Or their teachers were right about how awful they are in the classroom. And you didn't believe them because my my Stephen would never. Would <laughs> never. And your child's trash. So. <laughs> the other, that was the other interview that was brought to my attention. The the mom of the uh, the dude in the horned hat from the the, oh, capital the, pro- the one who's getting a vegan diet in jail? Yeah. Uh, his mom spoke with somebody. QAnon shaman. That's him. Christ the QAnon that. shaman. 
tie. Yep. <laughs> that guy. Uh, you know, Connor T or whatever his name is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so his mom had an interview and it was whew, only the bits that I did see because I could not stomach it. It's very only a mother's love could. Well, he he wasn't he was he was ushered into the cabin oh, to the wow. Senate floor. He was coerced. I'm like, did you really? Okay. It's like, oh well, you know, the interviewer was like, yeah, there were people being violent and destroying property, and it, well, he wasn't with those. Wasn't he? Wait. He was dressed as the mascot. What are we talking oh, about? Oh my god. Yeah, baffling. It's not his first run either. It's not. Never is. But for her, her, her Tyler would never. And yeah, and he wouldn't have if the election was fair and non fraudulent. Yeah, she went there. Oh, yeah. the whole family's trash. Throw them out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, best of luck to Meghan Markle and Harry. But also, I just want to say for those of you out there who are, I saw a post that someone, someone said, like, Me- you're Meghan Markle won't see the disparaging comments or things that you're making about her, but your friends will. And I do. Your friends who identify uh, as black, who are black, or who go through different struggles will see the things that you were, the racist and the awful things that you were saying about her. So tread lightly. And they will never come to you for anything. Literally like never. You've, you've lost a, a level of friendship. Yeah. Or, or all yeah. of the friendship. Yep. So be careful. Because as we've learned in earlier episodes, Antonia can't wait to cut you off. <sighs> it's your birthday coming up. <laughs> if your birthday is coming <laughs> up soon and we haven't talked in a few years, chop, chop. You're gone. Snip, snip. Damn it. Late. Yeet. <laughs> John, can I have some more say. of that British accent, please? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. John's the worst. We're going to take a break. <laughs> Next stop, not that sorry. All right, we're back. Thanks for hanging in. We're at not that sorry. <laughs> uh, but we here at not that sorry. We're a passionate crew, and often it's of little to no importance, but that doesn't matter. We're, we're going to make a case. And sometimes accompanying slides to share on our socials so you can, you can know point by point what we're talking about and why and how we feel. So this week's not that sorry. Uh, John's going to tell us about a doc he and I viewed recently, but I it was recommended to me by John, and his take was such that I needed everyone else to know how he felt about it as well. And you can decide for yourself whether or not you're going to watch it. So take it away, John. Yep. So um, I'm a bit of a wrestling um, fan, so... Yeah, yeah. I've heard the name uh, Sweet Daddy Siki uh, more than a few times. Um, Sexy. Throughout my um, discoveries and, you know, deep dives. And uh, eventually it came up that he resides in Toronto for me. And I'm just like, oh, okay, interesting. And just started, you know, doing some more recent digging. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So he actually has a documentary. Oh, I'm like fantastic. Um, let's take a look, and it's on uh, CBC Gems on that app. Yep, uh, it's a great source for um any videos, um, action drama. It 
they're, comedy. They're building their, their content library. That's Documentaries sure. are definitely on point. Anyway, so um, this one, um, my overall feeling was it's it was produced with the best intentions. And... <laughs> Um. No, and I'm glad. Like uh, I was talking about Jan, with is that he he was alive to at least tell the story. Yeah. it's not one of those. Um, it would have been unwatchable. Yeah, okay, one in enough. retrospect where someone, you know, his friends are telling. It would have had the same the flavor, stories, right? And but it had um a lot of great um participants um that were involved into it. Um, Edge, Adam Copeland, Bret Hart, he was involved. Um. Bruno San Martino, which is a big, um, big important uh, figure in this because he was one of the longest uh, world champions in New York, and also when he left New York, he came to Toronto, and he was also um, reigning champ for when he was here. Because Toronto was a big wrestling town, and that's eventually where you know Sweet Daddy has uh, settled in, and uh, he also involved in training edge as well as um his partner in crime christian mm-hmm. so and trish stratus oh. and trish stratus as well yeah. trained out of that gym oh damn so i mean they had the best i mean they dug up everybody that they could possibly find for um including the rock's dad and uncle which i'm like yo what y'all are here Yep, eventually, well, his um, uncle and his uh, dad were started off as tag team partners at the beginning, which is pretty cool. Uh, Maestro was in it, George Chabal was in it, good old uh, Gene Mack and um, Humo D outfit. So, you know, <laughs> John told me that that outfit was coming. And Send you a still screenshot. were caught off guard. It happens in the first two and a half minutes. You thought you had a, you thought you had like, half uh, to get in? I thought I'd see credits first. Nope. <laughs> nope. Smacked you. Yeah, so it just follows his career from, you know, how he started off in Texas, um, how he made himself a, a draw, um, a feature, as back in those days was. Um, wrestling was split up within territories throughout the United States, Canada, and internationally, Japan, and Australia, uh, New Zealand. And um, for guys like himself or um, who are workers and really great at what, and, and draws and made themselves into draws, you would spend a certain amount of time in just certain territories because things get stale after a while. Your draw runs out. You got to move on to the next um Next one, as um, Abdul the Butcher was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just um, make uh, making Toronto is um his main his homestay. Um, still here, still out there. Um, DJing at um, what was the uh, the bar? Duke, which I ride yeah. by every day. Yeah, the Duke is right well, that's just there. it, right? Yeah. Look at that sign, and like the space is huge, and it boasts this like big patio space and this big karaoke night. And I'm like, at some point, I'm gonna go in there. And I mean, whenever I pass so by, I it's always the night of COVID, and they seem really but, nice. But I'm also like, eh. 
Yeah, I'm like, I gotta roll into this place. Okay. I think we have a reason to drop uh, in as yes. soon as we're allowed to. Yes, we do. What have you become? So. These are empty threats. John me- John doesn't mean this at all. No, it's going to happen. I'm Don't safe. say that. Shh. Shush. <laughs> it's going to happen. Sweet Daddy Seeky. It's going to happen. John's going to go because Sweet Daddy Seeky is there. Yeah. And then we'll become, DJ and karaoke. Only, we'll become regulars. Yeah. You know, he, he became a country singer as well, which he has a lovely yeah. singing yeah. voice. A, Sorry, a what, is, what is the documentary called again? Big Daddy Seeky. It is called Big Daddy Seeky? Yeah. Nice. Or Sweet Daddy Seeky. Sweet Daddy. Sorry. Sweet Daddy Seeky. Yeah, okay. Sweet Daddy I was Seeky. like, <laughs> Sweet Daddy. Seeky spelled S I K I. So yeah, he's. I mean, it's, he's had an interesting career. Is 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 um, you know, the influence that he's had on a lot of wrestlers, top wrestler stars, um, and his influence has just been. It was really interesting to to hear because I mean, for me, a lot of it was just fresh news and information. Yeah, like I had so, bits of this, but I didn't yeah. have. I didn't have him as the pieces to all of this. Okay. If, if that makes sense. Like I knew about, you know, your your wrestling territories and I knew about your certain schools, but I am like, oh, all of this is connected to him. And that is <laughs> wild. That really to me. That's that's yeah, then that's, you know, like the one thing one of the reasons why I love wrestling, like the, especially the old historian, because it's just a carny thing, right? Like it's just Yeah. Basically, it's it's, it's <laughs> traveling men walking around and you know they're um what do you want to call it? They're there's a bit of there's an episode on that Netflix show We Are the Champions that deals with um some traveling wrestlers yeah. in Africa. I want to say Uganda. Uh, Don't quote me. Potentially, yes. but either way, it's <laughs> like you know very similar thing. These over the top personalities, these costumes, they're the mascots. Like all of these matches are outdoors, and it's about like. You know, foot traffic crowd draw, and like they'll they'll have their their radio interviews where they're they're talking their smack, and I'm just like, this is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's all it's the artist telling the story, right, in, inside of um, uh, four corners. So, yeah. and he's one of the f- the first, um, I mean, successful um, uh, black wrestlers that didn't have a overly racist gimmick. And while he's a villain, like it was still like he was still very charming and still very still had this huge appeal and and i mean it, yeah he's just and just looking at him just watching him speak because he's he's got these blue eyes that like you have to at least for me i have to really notice light eyes like it's like oh, okay i have to really look for them maybe i make terrible eye contact but like i'm just <laughs> like huh his eyes were blue this whole time like that's, that's cool well, there's those, those are there this entire time yeah it's like <laughs> You know, suddenly he he that detail took on more of a storyteller kind of uh, kind of aura to him, and like he his not hair is still very hair, much like it was when heyday, he was wrestling. Yeah, in yeah. his is, it was his hair was beach blonde, so you got to oh think of a goodness. dark skinned brother from I Texas. I mean, these just remind me of those those those, those uh, blonde kids in Africa who have like naturally yeah. blonde hair and bright eyes, and I'm like, and everyone's like, "What's that?" I'm like, I mean, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> And I mean, and I I like how I like how the story flowed and how detailed it got, how it how it told his life. Like it, he spoke about his childhood and he spoke about um, meeting his wife and his family because he he had these really like flamboyant type costumes. And his wife was a seamstress who made all of them. That's amazing. <laughs> so, so I mean, like sequin capes and like the 
just imagine flashy wrestler fashion. And that's, oh my gosh, yes. it was all her and his son is interviewed as well. And I thought that was, that was really important that, that he was included. And then you had pinball Clemens to like bring the crowd together and take us home and then credits. <laughs> Now, also, now that I've met Pinball Clemens, I like it's so cool, like watching him and other things and being like, "Wow, I get it now." <laughs> Honestly, I get it. I, get it, I understand. <laughs> That's so. This sounds awesome. Yeah, also, so it's worth a definitely deep dive. Um, it's definitely gonna make me start um doing a lot more wrestling. focus. Oh. Yeah, well, wrestling <laughs> research and. No, that was just the saying. I said you were going to do more wrestling now. <laughs> I'm a bit too old for that now. Are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't remember where you were when you heard that Biggie and Tupac had died. So. You're so young. Yeah. <laughs> busy doing investigations. <laughs> <laughs> but did you hear of the movie I was talking about earlier? Like, there's a movie with Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker that's about this. I can't, I Wait, can't. what is it? Yeah, I can't. I forget what it's called. No, I remember. Yeah, I remember reading about it. <laughs> I'm like, I can't right now. <laughs> I've never really been able to bring myself to read and City of Lies. Yeah, because it doesn't end up being. It doesn't sound like it ends up being about those two, like the two crimes. It ends up being like the corruption of the LAPD. I'm like, that already we're losing focus. I'm still the? alive. Anyways, <laughs> I'm not here. Uh, yeah, anyway, rails. sorry, I really digress. Uh, John, do you recommend this movie? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so now Antonia can watch it. I will. I actually will. <laughs> <laughs> not the I will I <laughs> meeting. Was, she definitely I will not. She normally was busy gives doing other things earlier. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's interesting to be able to tell to live and be able to tell a story of how you wrestled in yeah some of the most racist places and yeah, oh yeah. My for gosh. world titles and had to conduct yourself in a certain manner to be able to get in the ring. So you could get paid and get out, and get and out safely. And yeah, move Yikes. on to the next town so you could do it again. Aside from the background music being too loud, which again might be that I <laughs> I had earbuds in when I was watching it, <laughs> so it might have been just that. Um, to me, it felt like it felt very much like sitting around listening to your uncle talk to you. Okay, and I I very much I like that very much where, um. I wished I had felt that way about um, Michael Jordan's Last Dance. Uh, I wish I would felt more of that when, you know, you have it with certain certain mm. people that are interviewed, but like because he is the subject and he is the one we spoke to the most, I I felt he connected with it yeah. a lot more than. Well, uh, this is like what one of the like the great things about, um, you know, all the documentaries are coming out with all the streaming services. It's, Giving a lot of more people the, the the ability to you know tell their story. Excuse me. Rather, it's on a large scale or a small scale or whatever. You can you can hone that. I mean, you can put one out on YouTube if you want. Mm-hmm. Put one out on Amazon if you want. You know, Google or whatever. So, um, but uh, yeah, these these these, and just watching it, it's you know one of those things is okay. Like I was watching the production and seeing how it's put together, I'm like. Um, it's it's important that we put these stories out there yeah. for a lot of you know events and you know different different things that occurred in individuals because yeah, cause without be you, I don't know how I would have found yeah. it. Like I'm on Gem yeah. pretty often, and I didn't see it in the you know Black History Month things that were 
that were promoted or like the the featured you know black storytellers type of content i'm really glad i stumbled upon it or that i was directed to it yeah i should say because on my own i don't know when or if i would have found it myself yep uh i mean i guess it just occurred when we were doing the research for the um socials Oh yeah, for the Black History yeah. stuff because we had quite a few wrestlers. I didn't realize how many <laughs> wrestlers yeah. we had, on, but it was Canada fun. Canada be wrestling. It's okay. true. I, I remember going through later and being like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wrestling. I mean, historically, wrestling has been one of those. It's been a big. It's been a big draw in North America, but in particularly in Canada, you know, from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. Uh, You'd be surprised who's we we have produced as um big champions, big draws. Um, like I said, when when I found out Abdullah was um Canadian, I was just like, okay, well, yeah. okay, well, this just brings things, you know, even further historically in terms of how deep and long this goes. I I do enjoy, you know, back when meeting new people was a thing. Um, you know, someone would someone would ask my last name, and I'd tell them. And those in wrestling know they're like, "Yeah, the only Sharif I know is is Abdullah the Butcher." I'm like, "Yeah, that's yeah. like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of us. <laughs> it's a it's a thing." <laughs> that's funny, Larry. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Larry. <laughs> but it, even even doing um, research for those uh, for the social media posts, like. I didn't know, like I knew about the the chicken restaurants, whatever. I knew he's in Atlanta, but I didn't know about the moments they were featured in movies. And I'm like, oh, gotta go back to these movies now. And I'm like, hey, there it is. Like that's which ones? Um, ATL, and there was another one. There was some other hood classic where they were actually inside the joint. Yeah, so like that's awesome because I. I know I've I know I've seen these movies maybe twice total, but I wasn't cluing into location because I don't know enough about about them to recognize it. Like if I know something's shooting in Toronto, I will like my eyes are kind of getting better trained to look for Toronto things. Yeah. Whereas you know I I've never been to Atlanta. What am I looking for right now? This could be anywhere. <laughs> like I don't. This could be a soundstage. This could be Mars. I don't. I don't know because I've never <laughs> been there. So yeah. So. In finding that research, I'm like, nah. <laughs> Went <search laughs> shuttle through. I'm like, yeah. Roller skate scene. But right, all right, focus. Shuttle. <laughs> because, yeah, that was a movie that happened. And we put T.I. in it. Well, no. Uh, nothing moving to along, anyways. <laughs> Sorry. Sweet anyways. Daddy Siki um, is friends with Charlie Pride, so. Well. Yeah, and it was dope that he was there, too. <laughs> like, yeah. the, the movie just kept throwing me. And I'm like, oh, okay, but wait, we just sort of, and because it's only, it's under two hours, so I'm like, oh, we just glossed over this country career? We just glossed over <laughs> this, you know, yeah, him just being homies with Charlie, that's Charlie Pride right there. There's like, nah, eh, casual, next. It's like, yeah, I've just been, it's like, I've been at the Duke for 20 years, I've missed a week of my entire time there, I'm like, but... <laughs> and then, uh, then Edge comes up, listen, without... Uh, sweet Daddy Seeky, there's no Edge. There's no Christian. There's no... It's like there was an essay contest to be able to get training for free, and guess who won? I'm like, oh my God, are we kidding 
wow, this is a, a great find. And I'm glad you told me about it. Highly recommend it. So get on it and tell us if you watch it. So there it is. Uh, let us know if you've if you're cool enough to have already seen this movie. Sweet Daddy Seeky. Available on Gem. Uh, for Do you have any wrestlers in your um, family? I don't, you know, don't do not do that to me. <laughs> no, I'm saying to the people. To that. the people, yeah. Like, yeah. Antonio, yeah. you got wrestlers in your family, you got to tell them. Not that I know of. Or forever hold your peace. Other people, though, if you got them, assign to the DM. Tell us yeah. about uh, So I will remind you of all the ways to reach out to us. We are on Twitter at NotThatSorryPod, on Instagram at NotThatSorryPodcast. Don't forget to rate us five stars and leave a review and maybe we'll read it on the show. Um, also, I will give a, since I'm directing things to uh, CBC, uh, listen to The Block. Yes. Every weekday between seven and nine. Yes. Because it's black Canadian music. Well, it was black music, but features a lot of Canadians. They're even taking uh, submissions for new artists. Um, I'm not connected to the show at all, but I just really like it. I think it's important that it exists. It's and really good. It's protected at all costs. You learn new things. You get to jam to old things. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's Puts great, you on to new great. things. You know, radio. <laughs> For those old enough to remember it. <laughs> it's on the internets, but. Remember radio? Guys? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. No, I'm just circling back. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right, so that's it for us. Catch us next time. Bye.